It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, it is, and grand final week is upon us, at least from a Supercoach perspective. I am Paulie G, of course. Joining me, um, the full roundtable team starting here with Ryan MS. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Very excited for uh, the games this round. Not just from a Supercoach perspective, of course, because our Tigers potentially having it all on the line if the Cowboys can beat the Titans, of course. Uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of interest in teams I don't normally care about. <laughs> Andrew Meldog, Mullen Royley back with us uh, this week. Are you feeling better, mate? Yeah, mate, all good. Um, just looking forward to the footy now and um, looking forward to the finals too. Yeah, it should be good, should be good. And Peter Hanscom, your mob's got a chance of a win on the weekend. Well, yes. Um, although you never know. It could... Um... Who knows what we could get served up on Saturday. I'm, I'm not overly confident and, you know, I wouldn't mind to see Jeremy Smith have a decent farewell at Cogger either. But, uh, yeah, so that's, I just want to see an end of this season, basically, for the Dragons in first place. It has not been a good one. <laughs> it's interesting because the Sunday game, of course, is a, is a battle of the two teams. It's the game at Leichhardt Able that have given up points or given points to the Knights. The Raiders, of course, had the draw and the Tigers the only team to lose to the Knights. <laughs> They play each other. All right, let's get into it, guys. Um, we've got the injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Pat Lyons not with us uh, tonight, but he has been able to email through uh, the information here. Um, first of all, uh, well, well the, the two people that we that uh, we wanted to talk about, both from the Gold Coast Titans, are the all-important game for eighth spot. They play the Cowboys, of course, on Saturday night and can clinch eighth spot with a win. Jared Hayne, well, he's uh, been resting uh, during the week so far because of a calf complaint. Um, he'll be on restricted duties probably for most of the week, uh, training-wise, and Ashley Taylor nursing an ankle injury, which will also potentially limit his time on the training paddock. Pat's view is I'd be expecting both Hayne and Taylor to play for the Titans. Taylor's probably okay with the ankle, but Hayne could easily strain the calf again, given how recently the injury occurred. So I guess uh, play with a lot of caution there if you did want to maybe either have him or bring him into your super coach lineup um, because if he had to go off early, well, that would be an interesting um, one. And the other guy, I guess, Tyson Frizzell, um, knee and ankle injury. He has been named this week, Pete, but uh, he was sort of hobbling around a bit there last night uh, and eventually had to come off early. Yeah, absolutely. It sounded like he was absolutely trying his guts out and didn't want to come off, but yeah, they brought him off. And then took, he went back out there for a little while, but didn't last the full game. So, you know, I, I really, knowing the sort of player he is, um, I think you want to play on Sunday, particularly pray his final game there. But as to whether he should, I was not. I was in charge. He wouldn't be playing on Sunday. And we should also okay. mention um, a couple of guys out: um, Boyd Cordner and CSO Takiaho for the Roosters. They haven't been named. They're not going to play this weekend. And that's their season done. And same for Reagan, Campbell, Gillard, Ryan. And I guess we don't want to go into too much, but uh, as you said in the, the recap, Ryan James above the law, and poor old Campbell Gillard out for the out for the season. Yeah, um, he copped the good old fashioned prowler, and um, he's not. Yeah, he's not going to be there for um, the Panthers finals, which is uh, bad luck for him. 
And, of course, that injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Um, go and visit Pat there. Um, you can give him a, a phone call, 02 966 That's Sydney number. Or visit his website, www.coogeebay.physio. Or, potentially, you can visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and get a 20% off your first visit as a Supercoach Pros listener. Just click on the link there on the right-hand side. And it's not just um, sporting injuries, of course. Back and neck um, injuries or, or complaints are his specialty. So go see Pat if you if you need some help in the physio department. And, of course, Pat's been an absolute great help for us all year round. And so, obviously, this is our, our uh, last pod, well, with the exception of the um, grand final one. But uh, big thanks to Pat Lyons as well for all his help throughout the year. Really a big assistance when it comes to making those all-important trades and, and starts and et cetera, et cetera, when there are injury clouds hanging over the players. Let's move on now to the round 25 wrap. And it was a couple of manly players, Andrew, going large. Daly Trevens 130 and Tom Draborovich 126. And I guess even more amazingly, Draborovich on one leg. And, of course, Daly Trevens five tries. Uh, might be some kind of record. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether I should be happy or disappointed. Where has it been all year? Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, Manly's defence still needs a bit of sorting out. But um, like you said, Trevojevic, he's on one leg. It's pretty obvious for all to see. Um, and for him to score three tries on one leg is uh, fantastic. Ethan Lowe, next best, 118. We're seeing him move into the middle third the last couple of weeks and just seems to improve his output. Uh, Greg Bird, also 118. It certainly wasn't for his efforts. The Gold Coast went down against Penrith. Uh, Greg Inglis, we knew the matchup suited a lot of astute supercoach um, owners and players bringing him in for for last round and certainly not disappointed. 108 supercoach points. Cameron Smith, he was another against the Broncos that was a good one to target for captain and he scored 107. And Paul Gallen, well, he was one we thought might not play, but Gallen, he just defies everything injury-wise, playing through the pain and not only doing that, but scoring a three-figure result, 105. Sam Burgess, that same game, Rabbitohs with the Knights, we knew it was a good one to target and he didn't disappoint, 102. And Matty Moyle and Pete, Pretty outstanding for Penrith. Not only the match-winning field goal, but also the way he played, in, particularly in the first half, 100 points. Big game for him. Yeah, he was outstanding. Setting a great example as captain. It was a huge game. Um, everything you know going in the Titans' favour, basically up there um, with all the Hain playing fever, as they've been calling it. But uh, no, Penrith really stood up, and yeah, Moylan really, really led him and you know, got that great field goal under pressure at the end there. Uh, Win them by a point, so yeah, no, he's 100 or so, well, well deserved. Interesting, really, because, um, you know, suddenly New South Wales' embarrassment of riches in the fullback position. You've got two guys there that could easily fill the role. Of course, Tedesco, who played the last game there, and then the guy we mentioned earlier, Tom Travojevic, just outstanding for Manly. So, some good signs uh, for, the, for the Blues in the future, anyway. Let's move on to the captain's choice now for the final round of the NRL, um, your grand final, supercoach-wise. And once again, Nathan Cleary rated the top of the charts, uh, 93 predictor, um, expected to go well above average there. Moses Embai, well, he's got an 86 prediction. It's it's a pretty good matchup for the Bulldogs against the Rabbitohs, but the Souths have been stronger of late, so maybe proceed there with a bit more caution. Jared Croker... 
Uh, I guess, Ryan, the big question will be with some of these Raiders players, because Rapana's on this um, list as well, um, and is the question, which Canberra team is going to turn up? They looked a bit lower than their usual against Manly, and the Tigers have got a lot to play for, and at Leichhardt Oval, Canberra have been up for a while, so I guess they're the, the risks there with Craker and Rapana, but definitely in that sort of top five, top six for captain's options. Yeah, they are for sure. And it, look, it's going to depend a little bit on um, if Canberra have um, something to play for or if third place is just the best they can um, get regardless of the result. Um, so obviously a lot of that depends on the Saturday night result between um, Melbourne and the Sharks. Uh, but those two in any normal situation, I think would be, you'd have to you know, have a very close look at them couple of guys on this predictor list. Josh Dugan, who went very large last night against Parramatta, playing against the Knights, 82, and Kurt Mann, 81. Andrew, it's, I mean, we've targeted versus Newcastle all year, but is St George pushing the friendship of that, <laughs> that situation, or is it still on, particularly considering Dugan getting 84 just last night? Yeah, I'm not too sure, mate. It's <laughs> the, the, the way the Dragons have declined the back end of this season... I, I I can't trust them. I I would be, you know, you know what I've been like all year. You know, smash the knights with all due respect, mm. but I, I just can't trust the dragons. They're, they're, I mean, their attack isn't isn't great, and it it's not worth um, you know, if if it's a big game for your super coach wise, it's not worth making taking the risk with it. With it. I'm sure not many people would have too many dragons that they can count on anyway uh, leading into this game, so I'd be targeting mm. someone else. It'd be a trade-in target and a risky one. I mean, it worked to bring Inglis in, but, I mean, they're both origin stars. Let's face it, both played for Australia. So, I mean, they're, they're, look, there are a lot of similarities between the two, not had their best seasons, but there is some benefit, perhaps, or some similarities there, but, geez, risky. Um Jonathan Thurston's right up there, probably a safer a target for you there in the mid-70s, along with Trent Merrin. Matt Moylan, well, he was outstanding against Gold Coast, should do well again against Manly. Brett Morris is an interesting one, Pete. He's, he's been pretty low lately. You know, that left wing, I don't know if it really is going to suit him super coach wise at least certainly his floor's very low. But um, pretty good matchup. Could he sort of come good? I would really have my doubts based on what I saw last week. I was actually at the Bulldogs game against the Cowboys. And I know the Rabbitohs aren't, uh, aren't the Cowboys by any stretch, but the Bulldogs attack is, you know, like I've, I've had a lot of experience this year watching teams with limited attack, and the Bulldogs were, were right there. It was just, it appears as though uh, almost that um, James Graham and Aidan Coleman were playing half and five eighths. Ball was mm. not getting up to the back line mm. at all. So I think, like the Dragons, I think you, you pick, and like Morris is a great winger, there's no doubt about it, but incredibly risky to go down that path. You could get rocks, you could get diamonds, but I reckon you're going to get rocks. Uh, looking further down that list, Josh Papali, 73. Ryan, this is an interesting one. Um, left edge player. We saw Ryan Hoffman doing particularly well against uh, the Tigers just um, last weekend. So maybe Papali uh, could cause similar havoc. Yeah, look, absolutely. He certainly could. Um, Tigers, I think this week, have Chris Lawrence back. Um, and that would help their defence out that side. But whether or not 
that makes a difference with a big body like Papali, then um, who knows? But look, I, I think Papali, uh, I think last week he got, uh, had two try assists. So he's obviously hitting some pretty good form, and I think he might be might be one of those outside chances. I mean, look, if you're if you're up against it in a grand final, you know he's not the worst choice. Looking at some safer options, Sam Burgess, the first on our list to get a downgrade, but it's very slight. And Ryan James, Andrew, looking at those safer ones this round, your grand final, or like Ryan said, if you're up against it, do you have to throw a bit of caution to the wind? I guess, yeah, it depends on how you're looking. But, I mean, if you got to the grand final, you, you've got a bit of a clue who your go-to guys are. Um, yeah, I'm looking at someone that's um, a bit more safe, you know, someone like a Thurston or, or even someone like a, a Smith, you know. It's one versus two. Cronulla have been pretty tough to score against, but Cameron Smith has been pretty consistent all year. So, you know, you can kind of bank on him. I know it's a... You don't really want to bank on him this year, you know, because uh, sorry, this round because it's the, the last round. So mm, and it's against um, the Sharks. It, you know, they've been very the tough. Yeah, he's been surprised, but that's the thing. Like he's been surprising this year. I, I I wouldn't have guessed some of the scores that he um mm. he got this year against some of the you know tougher middle third teams this year. So, so it, he's been really good this year. But, um, but again, like I said, if you it's pretty safe that way. If you want to go somewhere a bit out there. I mean, you could go looking somewhere else. And I guess, Pete, you know, some of these guys like Smith, Gallon, you know, Fafita in that big game for the minor premiership, getting downgrades, does that scare you enough to look elsewhere for your captain or do you still sort of follow Andrew's advice and say, oh, I'm not worried, I want that safe choice? There is the potential there that uh, yeah, as we say, that um, because of the matchup, the all important matchup, that they're going to cancel each other out. Um, although I, I tend to agree with Andrew, though, that I think Smith is still a good choice. Like, he still scored extremely well last week in a beaten team um, against yeah, against Brisbane. So he, he might be a bit of the exception of the rule there. It's something you have to think about very, very closely. Yeah, but I think Smith would be the exception. There's not, like, so, for example, I wouldn't be going. Players like a barber this week, I think, against Melbourne. I think Melbourne will have got a rocket last week and they'll be, they'll be on for this game against Cronulla. Other upside choices, maybe not for captain, but certainly at least for potentials for trade-ins include Ewan Aitken, Jake Friend, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt, Benji Marshall, believe it or not. Huge up uptick for him. Uh, Jamie Bura, Corey Parker, Josh Mansour, and Mitchell Pearce, and even Tommy Trebrovich in there as well. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. Of course, you can find all our podcasts throughout the year on iTunes or at the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Game recaps are also up on the website along with the previews. Um, the Round 26 previews should be there not long after you listen to this podcast, usually on a Wednesday. While the podcast might be coming to an end, with the exception of our um, traditional grand final edition, uh, we will be continuing those recaps and previews all the way through the semi-finals and finals. Good for your daily leagues. Good for um, people just looking to plan for next season. Um, and of course, as always, follow us on Twitter. We'll keep doing those um, uh, the team final team lineups 
um, throughout the finals as well at Supercoach Pros. Follow us there. And uh, let's move on to the preview now for round 26. Uh, Brisbane, they've picked the same 17 yet again. Um, that has been winning over the last couple of weeks, while the Roosters have copped a few injuries, as we mentioned earlier. Takiaho and Boyd Cordner out. Isaac Liu now lock. Ryan Madison now left edge because, of course, there's no Mitch Orbison either. Mitchell Fry and Nate Butcher have been named on the bench there. Um, ben Hunt is best here, as we just suggested earlier, with a big upgrade. Expect Corey Parker and Josh Maguire to do well. Um, Anthony Milford, whoever gets a downgrade, probably don't want to risk at this point uh, unless you don't have other options. Jake Friend, possibly Mitchell Pearce, the only ones to consider for the Roosters. Ryan, Broncos are hitting form, and I guess there's some of those safe options we just mentioned here, but uh, they're still far from convincing, so do you do you maybe steer clear um, at some of those other teams that have been a bit more consistent? Um, yeah, look, it's... It is tough. If you have other options, I think, um, like in the halves especially, I, I think that you use those instead of the Brisbane halves. Um, however, having said that, if you have, for example, both of the Brisbane halves um, and that's your you know, that's your best play, then I say you play them because they're still going to score well. You just don't know how well. Um, we've seen mil, the mill throughout the year have massive lows and massive highs. Um and so he's very inconsistent supercoach-wise. He is coming into a little bit of form, though, uh, and so, is, so are the Broncos, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yeah, you could play him, but you're not playing him with any confidence. It's interesting, isn't it? Because even a, a downgraded Milford in this situation, probably better than an injury-hampered Sean Johnson with nothing to pay, play for, for example. So that's they're the sort of things that you're considering for your, for your grand final matchup. The Bulldogs, well, they're unchanged, while the Rabbitohs have also picked the same 17 from last week. Masters Embi, as we said, in the Captain's Choice segment, gets a big upgrade. Brett Morris as well. James Graham, David Clemmer are the safer options here. Sam Burgess is in fine fettle and should again be good. And while Adam Reynolds gets a small down tick, he could easily outdo that prediction. Andrew Souths have been in good form of late, but this one's a bit tougher, especially for Cody Walker and Greg Inglis, who many people brought in just last week as they both get significant downgrades. Uh, What do you make of it and what do you do if you have got a few South players now lingering in your team from um, last week's matchup? Yeah, it is a tricky one. <laughs> the doggies are so hard to read, aren't they? They, I think they're just trying to figure stuff out for the for the finals. I mean, they, they've known they've been playing for the finals for a little while, so I think they're just trying to tinker a little bit. And I dare say it's going to be a pretty grinding game from the Bulldogs. So I don't think I don't, I don't see this game t- being too many um, points being scored um, on the scoreboard or supercoach wise. So I reckon, yeah, I mean, yeah. Your staples like your Grahams and your Burgesses, I, I, I don't see anyone out, outside of that really putting their hand up and, and you know, um, making a, a bit of an impact on this game. Uh, the Dragons and the Knights, Benji Marshall and Ben Cray have been named. Look, somewhat doubtful that Ben Cray will actually play, especially considering the seven-man bench that uh, Coach McGregor has named. Maybe it's more sentimental because it is the... Um, the retirement game for Ben Cray. Uh, Joel Thompson is the man that's that's listed to go back to the bench as Tim Laffey 
has gone back into like an 18th or 19th man. Tane Mill is back in the centres. Tarek Sims also out injured, although he probably wouldn't have played anyway considering he was a mid-season transfer from a team there playing Newcastle. Uh, speaking of the Knights, Safidi brothers have both uh, been named starting as starting props ahead of Sam Matiora goes back to the bench and Josh King, who is 18th man. Josh Dugan gets a huge upgrade here considering his good game against the Eels last night and Greg Inglis's triple figure result versus Newcastle last week. He could be a, a surprise, perhaps surprisingly last minute trading option here. Kurt Mann, Ewan Aitken, Benji Marshall, Tane Milne and Jason Nightingale also all likely to overachieve while Mitch Barnett and Nathan Ross could do well for the Knights but obviously that's more for daily league purposes. Pete, it is a bit of a danger game for your team St George but if they can get it right Maybe there's some nice super coach scores to be had. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game, actually. So, as we know, not, these two teams have got, haven't got a huge amount to play for for this one. Um, I would expect Dugan to have a pretty good game. Um, when he does inject himself into the back line, he, he is a, a dynamic player, and the, the Knights of outside defence have really struggled all year. Um you mentioned also about dates, and I think for the same reason, um, would be likely to get some decent points. Uh, apart from that, like for, for the Knights on the on the flip side, as like young Barnett was impressive last week, and he has been very impressive since going to going to the Knights. Uh, it was good to see young Jake Marmo score a really good try last week too. So there would be the two ones that you could look at there. And as, but as you said, it's it's all pretty much daily league stuff there. Um, if you're in the grand final in your super in your uh, your super coach comp and you've got some dragons and knights players, geez, you've done well. <laughs> Might not be the number one comp out there if that's the case. <laughs> North Queensland v Gold Coast. Uh, Matt Scott's injured, so Scott Bolton will start there, and Ben Hannett is back. Um, but he will take the bench spot of Bolton. Jake Granville was back last week, so he will now get a start. Rory Costation goes to the interchange. For Gold Coast, Luke Douglas named to start ahead of Ignatius Parsi, but otherwise unchanged. David Mead, David Shillington and Lachlan Byrne have been named as cover on a seven-man bench, of course. Jared Hayne and Ashley Taylor are under fitness clouds, as we said in the injury report earlier on. Um, Jonathan Thurston gets an upgrade here. Could be a good captain choice. Speaking of guys that are safe and have good matchups, uh, Jason Tamalolo is another one right up there, while Michael Morgan also a must-start. Ryan James is best for Gold Coast from Greg Bird and Zeb Taya. It's all on the line, Ryan, for the Titans here. But there's also a lot to play for for the Cowboys. Uh, they've got the top four spot up for grabs, of course. Do you think this might make the game a bit more of an arm wrestle and maybe we won't see the big-time points and therefore big-time supercoach points that we might have seen had they been just playing in the middle of the year? Um, I might be slightly knocked down, but the way... Look, I think out of these two, the Cowboys are obviously going better at the moment. Um, the Cowboys have found some form and, they've, more importantly, they've found some points, and that's all coming... Um, from JT uh, being the champion player that he is, uh, he's. Um, it's. I, I think that the that it won't be a huge, a huge point scoring game, but I do think that the one or two players that dominate, so your JT uh, type, and perhaps even Ethan Lowe, given what he's been doing the past couple of weeks, um, they're the ones that are likely to go. Um, large and a lot larger than everyone else in the game. 
The final Saturday night game, of course, uh, in this week is Storm v the Sharks. Uh, Melbourne still no Kevin Proctor, and they've lost a safer Salomona suspended. Christian Welsh comes back into the lineup on the bench, and Matt White named 18th man. Crowler are unchanged from their big win over the Roosters. Uh, Smith and Harris are best here, but down ticks. Same for Gallon and for Fita. Look, we already uh, mentioned it earlier, Andrew. It's going to be a terrific game. This um, matchup not the best for your big uh, supercoach names. How conservative do you have to play it, if at all? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I, th- I think um, as you know, as much as these guys will cancel each other, I, I really think that the big guns are going to go not large, but they're going to go quite big. So your Smiths, your Gallons, and even to an extent for feeder, I, something about it. I think you know the minor premierships on the line and, and you know, they all say they don't want to win it, but they do. So mm. there's something about it. I um yeah, I I think yeah, like I said before in the captains, I think someone from this game is would be a good um a good choice for captain, whether it's Smith or Gallon or, or, or a Fafita. I tell you what, these are the type of games like the Melbourne Brisbane game last week, good for your daily leagues because you can the predictor really eyes in. When when it you know it's got all to play for and you know it, the the big names like you say are the ones usually that shine. Now let's move on to the Tigers v the Raiders. Chris Lawrence back in the second row and Kyle Lovett back on the bench. So Joel Edwards goes to the interchange and Michael Cheekham and Curtis Sirian are omitted. The Raiders have no changes currently, but we expect some may take place depending on how that before mentioned Saturday night game goes. If Obviously, if Cronulla win and take the minor premiership, Canberra can only finish third regardless of the result in this one. So that could uh, force, or not force, but tilt Ricky Stewart's hand there to maybe rest some of the Raiders players, certainly the ones that have been having a pretty full-on season. Look, Aaron Woods was sensational last week. He's best again here for the Tigers. The usual suspect uh, for Canberra, Croker, Rapana, Papali, Hodgson, White and Whitehead, their best here. Only Joseph Leilua gets a down tick, down tick, but he could easily buck that trend, especially as he pops up all over the field anyway. Ryan, it probably comes down to how much this means for Canberra. I know we talked about it a bit earlier. Uh, I think they look tired, and I know they put 60 on our team, Wests, earlier in the year. But um, they do look tired. I guess fatigue only matters, you know, to, to the brain, depending on how much the game means. And if Canberra have their best lineup on the field playing for a top two spot, maybe it doesn't come into it at all. How are you going to play it, Supercoach-wise? Um, well, look, I think you'd play, you'd play it as if... Um, as Canberra's the favourite, so you're going to be putting in... Um, Guys, Croker, Apana, um, Hodgson, Papali, those kind of guys, because yeah. well, they've proved all year that, that they're going to score you points. Um, there's been a, you know a few rare games where they haven't done a lot, um, but as I said, they've been very rare. Um, as for how the game is going to be played, well, that's something it's out of your control. So I guess you just got to be quick if you've got a plan B. Um, that might be an option because you just don't know who's going to be missing and who's going to be playing. Mm. Um, if it goes the way of uh, the and the Titans end up winning and the Tigers have nothing to play for, but the Raiders do, then, yeah, it could just be a massive load-up on the Green Machine players there. Isn't it interesting how it could go from one extreme to the other? If Canberra have a top-two berth on the line and the Tigers can only, uh, cannot make the eight, 
like you say, this could be one-way traffic. If the reverse happens, could be that, you know, West Tigers getting the biggies. So it's a, it is hard to play. And with only a couple of games on after it and not really some big-name teams, teams like the Eels, the Warriors, the Eagles, you don't really have those players um, from those teams. So it's going to be very hard to backload your, um, your, your 17 this week. The VC loophole could come under threat because you might be desperate um, to keep that 18th man as a potential play in case one of your big-name Raiders players don't play. The advantage you've got are the ones you probably own for Canberra aren't really under threat. They, they're the ones. They don't look fatigued. Rapana, Lalia, Croker, you know, they don't look fatigued. Whitehead, maybe Hodgson plays a few less minutes. Maybe Papali plays a few less minutes. Um... But we don't really suspect like any any reason for them to just be admitted because the way they've been going, um, they've kind of been able you know, to be in a bit of cruise control. And the other aspect, of course, if you finish in the top four, you win, you get a week off anyway. So keep that in mind. Warriors v. the Eels. Solomon Akata is out suspended and Manu Vetavai is injured. So Tumalola Lolahia goes to fullback. David Fusatua is into the centres. And John O'Wright and Ken Mamalo are the new wingers. Parramatta have picked the same 17 um, as last week, or should I say that they named last week. So Danny Wicks is back in the starting lineup. Penny Terrapo back on the bench, but expect them to potentially swap again come game time. Thompson and Mannering are again good options here. Michael Gordon gets a big up tick for the Eels. Manu Ma'u, Kenny Edwards also should be considered, at least in daily leagues. Uh, Pete, much like last week's game involving the Eels, they are the unknown quantity. I mean, everything they've been through this year and still turning up to play. Uh, does it mean you can't trust Warriors players? Um, I mean, they're not in finals contention anymore. They could really throw in the towel despite being at home. Thanks for giving me the easy one. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um, oh, this, it's a $64 question. We're going to, you know, probably in our final show, we'll look back at the most disappointing teams of the season and the Warriors are going to be front and centre, unfortunately, again, um, because they just are so inconsistent. And last week summed that up perfectly for them, all to play for at home and, and blew it. And some of their big name players not getting that many super coach points. You expect blokes like uh, like Johnson and so on to, to really be firing at this time of year. It didn't happen. On the other hand, you go to the Eels, who, you know, with all the dramas they've had, they've had three or four of their first grade starting lineup removed, and yet are still playing extremely well. You've got to be on the side of the Eels with this one. Um, you know, the, as I said, like, Bevan French played so well the other night. So many of their, their forwards that just keep going forward. Where do you stop and stop and start with them? I think, and, and of course, Semi Radradra. Uh, going back over, going to New Zealand, I think he might be a little bit fired up. So I, I would be going for the war, for the sorry for the Eels and uh, for the Eels players. I think would be the ones to to go for here. I just can't trust the Warriors at all. Panthers feed the Sea Eagles the Sunday night game for this round. Uh, Reagan Campbell Gillard out for the season, so Jeremy Lattimore comes in for him. A few changes for Manly. Dylan Walker named in the centres along with um, Matthew Wright, although 
Walker probably still unlikely to actually play. Brad Army's on the wing now, but we know that Brad Parker could end up playing there as a late inclusion. He hasn't been named. Episite Corriso now at 5'8", to accommodate Matt Parcell at hooker. And Lewis Brown goes back to the bench. Blake Leary coming in on the bench. Also no Frank Winterstein. Uh, Nathan Cleary is again the top pick here, as we said earlier in the show. Matt Moylan gets a big upgrade. Trent Merrin, Josh Mansour also good. Bryce Cartwright gets a big downgrade, so that's one to sort of uh, just mull over. Um, obviously, pretty much everyone playing this week owns him. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans was best last week. He could do the same considering the huge uptick he gets here. Uh, Jamie Burer and the Tororoviches are also strong. Andrew, your Manly team might be out, but they're not down. Some big supercoach scores against the Raiders. Can they turn it on again this week against a Panthers team that's known to give up a point or two or plenty? Yeah, I mean, Manly, it's been a funny season. They, um, Like you said, they're out, but I, I, I do give them a chance this week. that They're not giving up um, just yet. I mean... They've got one more game to go, obviously. Um, but, yeah, it seems like they're, you know, building for next year. So that's that's good, and that's good for the Supercoach. I mean, just look at um, Jaboyevich's numbers last week. So he's, and like we said before, he's only he's only playing on one one foot. So I, I, I do like Manly's chances in in, in turn a couple of um, just the, the, the staples for Manly. But it's hard to go past the, um, the Penrith boys, especially... You know they wanting to play well going into the semis. I, I do like Cardi against our, um, our backline. I mean he's he's a good player and a great player. That, that sorry and yeah our, our backline has been a bit too inconsistent this year. So I think um, it's interesting, isn't it? That position, it, the one position not to get the upgrade, the right half. Yeah, it's it's weird. So I I, I mean it might be a little anomaly there. I, I I like the look of him against Manly this. Manly's back line has been a bit shocking this year without, you know, Matai and Lyon being consist- consistently there all year. So maybe, yeah, looking at, at him for a captain also. It's also the hardest road trip in in the NRL. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? From, uh, yeah, Northern Beaches to, to the foot of the mountains. <laughs> at least it's on a Sunday <laughs> evening. Traffic might be as bad. Yeah. You wouldn't want to get go away Saturday with all the... The, the, the kids' sports on. <laughs> All right, moves us on to the tweets. It's the um, last uh, tweets we've got for this year. We've got to say a big thank you to everyone that has written into us, not just this week, but any week throughout the year or at any time. We're happy to take questions, even during the finals, if you're playing in you know daily leagues or, or whatever, um, or certainly over the course of this weekend at Supercoach Pros. Um, at Sambo1039, the Novacastrian asks us, all right, boys, made it through to the grand final. I have one trade. Other guys, too, need to know what you would do in my situation. Guys, can you believe it? Or, or as we said, I think about five or six weeks ago, we talked about strategy of head-to-head, and we said, you know, when it gets to this stage of the season, the bottleneck, you'll probably have a lot of the same players. Well, these two guys have got 15 of the same players. It's basically James Graham and Josh Mansour versus Boyd Cordner is now out injured, and Cody Walker now. The bench, he, the other guy does have Milford and Mansour up against uh, another Castrian's Milford or Lola here, so I guess uh, one of those two comes in for Cordner. But uh, still, is there a move that he can be made here? I'll just read out to you guys 
the rest of the team that they share. Inglis, Sam Burgess, Thurston, Harris, Munster, Smith, Barber, Gallen, Fafita, Lalua, Croker, Johnson, Mannering, Cartwright and Merrin. Uh, Ryan, I'll start with you. Um, Wow. Okay, look, uh, it would depend on who on who the opposition brings in for Cordner. Um, because out of with Graham and Mansour versus Cordner and Walker, I think Graham and Mansour are the better option there. Um, and I think, yeah, that you're in front from that stage. So I'm almost, almost uh, convinced just to leave it as it is. The captain's going to become the biggest choice, isn't it, really? Absolutely. That, that'll that be the thing that'll separate them, I think, especially with that with that many similar players. Not um, great match-up for Cody Walker either against the Bulldogs probably helps the Novacastrian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I just think, yeah, captain choice will be pretty vital, actually, in this one. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see any other reason to um, trade out Graham or Mansour. Pete, are there any, is there anything you see, maybe not so much with Graham and Mansour or one of the others? I mean, Johnson's probably the one that stands out to me, definitely playing hurt, and, you know, I don't even know what what happens this weekend against the Eels. That's right. Well, it's, as I just said, it's a, it's a hard game to, to try and preview. The other thing is, um, is with some of these players... You- you mentioned Johnson might be playing a bit busted. Is that you get to halftime, 50 minutes into these games, and it's sort of like going nowhere. It means nothing. Then the coach, like McFadden, might take Johnson off and say, "Listen, we don't want to exacerbate this bloke's injury any further. Mm. Why don't we get him off?" Um, so we yeah, saw I Frizzell just on Monday. I mean, teams with nothing to play for, the coaches like just get him off. Yeah, exactly. Um, now it comes down to a lot of player pride and so on, of course, as well, but. Like, I tend to agree with Ryan, though. Like the, I think your, your Graham Mansour is better than Cordner Walker, but yeah, your Johnson, it's it is the player there, and I hate to say Sean Johnson because I'm you know I'm a big fan of him and he's he's put up some great scores in Supercoach in the past, but just not at the moment. And yeah, I'd, maybe Johnson's got to be your man to to be gotten rid of, and then you might think of someone like. A, Ben Hunt, perhaps, or as you said, he's got a good matchup this week, so that might be more your way to go. Andrew, there's a famous uh, saying when it comes to NFL fantasy and, and your finals time for that is you, you know, if you're going to this school ball, you dance with who brung you. Um, you know, <laughs> is that what the Navicastra needs to do here? Does he need to dance with who, who got him there? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I mean, like we were saying before, um, it's pretty funny that he's saying he's a Novocastrian. Maybe we do go hard against Newcastle. Maybe bringing in someone like the Dugan might might help because I dare say that would be a fair point of difference because Dugan hasn't been playing too much lately. So mm. maybe, you know, like it, it's been working all year, you know, targeting um, Newcastle play, uh, against Newcastle and, and that might, you know, give him the good point of difference that could help him, you know, Get over the line. It's a riskier option. And we do know with Dugan, he does 
you know, cop an injury or two. He cop two, I think, just last night. Blade on, still scored eighty four. Well, that's the thing, and he still scored eighty points, mm. eighty odd points. So, I mean, it's it's a bit of a calculated risk, but I don't think it's it's like I said, it's I think um, it's a good point of difference at this, you know, in the grand final. And the two players he's got at fullback, Inglis and Barber, have poor matchups. You know, you got Melbourne and the Dogs, so. Um, you know, Barber playing against Melbourne, Inglis against the Docks. So maybe your fullback for fullback is one where you can go if you're not going to get rid of Johnson. Cleary, you know, I think Pete mentioned Hunt, but Cleary or Embi, the other ones. Embi probably too risky, very low last week. But Cleary, been putting up decent numbers, probably will outdo Johnson. So there's another one there. And, and yeah, playing uh, Manly, yeah. And Matt Moylan. You know, if we're talking fullbacks and you don't want to go Dugan. For whatever reason, well, Matt Moylan, hundred points last week against the Eagles. Um, so there's a couple there you could target. More looking at the weaknesses than the strengths. The other one I did notice, and we ran the whole team, both teams through the predictor. Now the lowest score for anyone is Sean Johnson. So the idea of getting him out makes sense. So even if you know you don't change anything, like Ryan and Pete suggest, but just bring Milford in. Because Milford doesn't have the greatest matchup in the world, but he's still likely to, or predicted to do 10 points better than Johnson. So that's one there. And you've got Graham playing early on, because the Dogs play earlier in the round. If he has a big day, he's starting to look good, then you can follow follow him, as we talked about the tactics head-to-head. You, you might have the captaincy on you know, one of, the, one of the players on one of the Saturday games, and he might have it on Sunday, and you move it you know, going to game by game basis, you're sort of moving it back, following him because you've got that early lead, thanks to Graham. Um, Mansell's the other way; they Penrith don't play to Monday night, so there's a bit more risk there, um, holding on to him. But you know, I think you know, I think that may end up he'll play Mansell with no Cordner. His uh, trade ins are going to be important. There's guys like Jordan Rapana. Could be an interesting trade-in as well for either one of you. So that's one to keep an eye on. He does have a good matchup as well. Uh, guys, that's just about does it. I want to just read out a couple of tweets, very nice tweets we got from some of our uh, regular listeners and regular tweeters. Uh, Dale, at Dale the Ninja just says, no questions this week, just a thank you for all the hard work you guys do that goes into making the podcast. My favourite SC pod. And Jono at and, uh, Jono underscore Nielsen says, yeah, I second that. Thanks for all the valuable info. Couldn't get through the season without your pod. Much appreciated. Uh, guys, you know, we'd love doing it. We'd do it anyway, but obviously the show is what it is, thanks to, you know, our loyal listeners and growing strength to strength, close to 400 Twitter followers now from humble beginnings. And, you know, I felt like maybe for the grand final edition, Ryan, we'll dig up our first ever show, just the two of us, did just just play like 20 seconds you know, to see how far we've not. come. <laughs> Maybe not. Do that. <laughs> I thought, but you know, I thought it was deleted. <laughs> it probably is deleted. I think this site we used to host it uh, shut down a few years later, and all our recordings went with it. <laughs> but look, and, and special thanks, you know, Ryan. Thank you very much. Like I said, been been going from the very beginning, and you know, all the work, not just with the pod, but obviously the recaps as well. Big thanks for this year. Um, we'll talk to you, you know, for the grand final edition. No worries, mate. No worries at all. 
And Pete, you've also been with us from the very early days, of course, and um, you know, also the recaps. And I guess when you've got to watch your team, you've watched them lose live and then go back and watch it on tape for the, for the website. Yeah, much, much appreciated. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's been an absolute pleasure. I love my rugby league and uh, it's good fun. And Andrew, thank you so much for coming on board the last few years and, you know, really adding insight and obviously with your your um, ex-playing in, in the game as well, another sort of point of view that really, I think, helps, uh, you know, differentiate us and allow us to give all cover all bases. Thanks so much for your assistance this year. All good, mate, and um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I mean, I, I've been a bit, bit uh, stop start this year, and I appreciate you boys uh, picking up my slack. It's um, no, I really appreciate it. Oh, well, we appreciate having having you on board, and uh, obviously making our lives a lot easier as well. And special thanks to Pat Lyons, of course, from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. We've got you know Bill, who did the um, special overall podcast with us earlier in uh, the start of the year. Yeah, big thanks. Thanks to him and, of course, all the listeners, as we said or uh, said earlier. Thanks so much. We'll see you for the grand final edition. We're going to do a couple of podcasts or at least one in the off-season and then, of course, kick it off once um, the Telegraph and, and Fox Sports have announced the prices for 2017 and get a few pods in there before we've got to finalise our, our teams for round one. Uh, so we do it all again, and, and you know it's amazing how quick it starts again. But in the meantime, good luck if you're in the grand final this this round, or you're fighting for a top 100 berth um, for overall. Good luck this weekend. I hope the uh, super coach and fantasy gods are with you and shining on you, and hopefully some of our advice can help you along the way as well. I am Paulie G. Thanks again for for everything this season. We'll talk to you on Twitter at Supercoach Pros. And, of course, for the grand final edition in a month's time. Bye for now.